I have this thought that um, when people ask, why is it that you guys are so involved in the edge? Why is it that you guys are so involved in heading overseas? Why is it that you guys are involved in so much in your community that we're able to just go, it's, it's what we do? Um, because that's what we're called to do. Uh, that's what we're commissioned to do. That's what we have uh, been commissioned by Christ to do as his church is to go. And so the series that we're looking at now, uh, I, we're, we're just very briefly introducing it to you this morning. Uh, and it's called Sent, where we're following the early steps of the church uh, using the first 11 chapters of Acts, a church which numbered in maybe a, f- a couple of hundred in, in, in Galilee, but about 120 in Jerusalem. Uh, so if you think of this room, not as many people that are in this room, that was it in Jerusalem. And somehow that moved from this to a worldwide movement in quite a short space of time. And through the, the, the chapters in Acts, we're going to see serious amount of upheaval, uh, miracles, persecutions, uh, the apostles being commissioned, Pentecost where 3,000 came to faith, Peter and John discovering God working through them as they healed, as they preached, as they went to prison. Uh, We're going to see the example of this early church enjoying the favor of all the people. Uh, Amazing events, amazing people. People like Stephen, who was one of the first deacons, who was a martyr. People like Philip, who was also one of those deacons who who led an Ethiopian to faith as he had been uh, dispersed through persecution. And then high-maintenance people who maybe misunderstood the whole situation, like Simon the sorcerer, and people who had got it totally wrong, like Ananias and Sapphira. And then we're going to see people like Aeneas, who was paralyzed, being healed, and Dorcas, who uh, was dead, coming to life. We're seeing Paul coming uh, to a dramatic conversion. Uh, And so this whole story is very dramatic, and we're going to be following those steps in the hope of being inspired uh, to see how examples of how God worked in and through his people to accomplish his purposes. And we're going to ask each week, so what? What does that mean for me tomorrow? Uh, And the the challenge for us through God's living, active word is that this has got to mean something for us and it's got to have something for our our tomorrow. I believe that anyway. So very briefly, the the book of Acts, uh, I'm not going to give you a whole summary, but it was written by a guy called, as you know, probably Luke. He wasn't an apostle, but he was a close friend of the apostles and he lived around Jesus' ministry, at the time of Jesus' ministry, Jesus' crucifixion, Jesus' ascension to heaven, his resurrection and ascension. And then he saw, uh, he witnessed the whole spread of the church going worldwide to the ends of the earth. And this is volume two of his uh, two volumes citing Jesus' ministry. First of all, in Luke's gospel, where he talks about carefully investigating everything from the beginning, uh, he decided to write an orderly account uh, so that we would know the certainty of the things that had been taught. And then in the second chapter, the second volume, which is Acts, it begins with saying this, in my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day was taken to heaven. And after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. So this is a guy who spent a lot of time, meticulous detail, uh, looking at the early believers, uh, looking at uh, at Christ's work 
uh, and so that they would have confidence in what God was doing because it was a pretty traumatic time. If you imagine the 12 apostles and word had spread that one of them had betrayed Jesus, one of these leaders had betrayed Jesus and he'd committed suicide. Imagine the ripples that that would send through uh, the early uh, group of believers. And so this was written to encourage uh, the, the early church. And so when I was looking at this and I looked at the word acts, um, I was thinking, what is it? What does that mean, acts? What, 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 acts of what? Or acts of who? Or what are the acts? And so um, the first uh, uh, question in my mind, is it the acts of the apostles, which is, which is what's written in, in, our, in many of our Bibles? Uh, that wasn't necessarily the original title, but acts of the apostles. Uh, if it is, I certainly take comfort in the fact uh, that this seemingly ill-equipped bunch of people were chosen by Jesus. Because don't forget, Jesus said this in John 15, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And as we've already seen, one of those guys uh, betrayed Jesus. Um, up to seven of them were fishermen. They were uneducated. They were religiously ignorant they were unschooled, unordinary men. And so the Sanhedrin were really astonished at how well they spoke, given the fact that they were uh, such uneducated people. And they were people that had demonstrated weak faith. They had been disobedient. They had been cowardly, and they'd been impatient. And here's the thing. God used them. God used them. Jesus chose them and appointed them to bear fruit. And if he can use them... Surely he can use Doug, as he said earlier, <laughs> and surely he can use me. I find that, that, that absolutely amazing. So maybe, was it the Acts of the Apostles? Is that the best title? Maybe it would be the Acts of Jesus. Because, uh, as I've already seen, uh, Luke said, in my former book, I, I wrote about what Jesus began to do. And now he's basically talking about what Jesus continued to do. Because all the way through the book, we see Jesus at work. Jesus, the head of the church, at work. He's proclaimed as reigning from heaven. He's the guy that showed up on the Damascus Road when Saul was, was heading off to persecute Christians. And suddenly, it was Jesus that appeared to him. We're told in Acts 2, it was Jesus who the Lord who was adding daily to the number who were being saved. To the persecuted Christians in Antioch, the Lord's hand was with them, we're told. And a great number of people believed. Speaking of Lydia, it says, the Lord, Jesus, opened her heart to respond. And one night, we're told in, in about Acts 16, Paul uh, was, was woken. And one night, the Lord spoke to him and he said to him, I am with you. So Jesus is seen as continuing the work he began. That same Jesus, the head of the church, who worked with that early church and brought it to expansion all over the world, is the same Jesus who's the same head of the church today. I find real encouragement in that. So he used these uneducated guys. Uh, and the same guy that used them, the same God that used them, is, is the same God that is the head of our church today. So is it the Acts of Jesus? It might be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. If you remember John the Baptist, he testified about Jesus, that Jesus would baptize with 
the Holy Spirit. And all the way through this book, Luke reports of the promise of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the witness of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Sounds like one of those modern churches, doesn't it? But the key verse in this whole um, uh, book is, is recognized as Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Do you remember when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John 3? Before, he, uh, before John three sixteen, Jesus said to Nicodemus this in verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The early church was not predictable. The people didn't know what was happening next. The world was radically impacted without any strategy or any programs. It was changed by the power of the Holy Spirit on the lives of those who became his witnesses. Maybe that's a timely word for our church. We had a really good meeting, I believe, uh, last week. And we were looking at things like buildings. And they're so important. And we want to be really careful to hear God's voice in this issue. We were thinking of budget too. And we want to be faithful stewards. And it's right that we are. And we also want to get the structures right for leadership and programs. And I don't want to minimize the importance of any of that. But God says in his word, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit. So it's not about clever marketing strategies, and we have to keep remembering that. And I'm not for one second saying that we, we have to be, uh, we, 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 we mustn't be in any way uh, complacent about such things as, as buildings. It's really vital to get these things right in budget. But it's by the witness of my people Jesus says in Acts, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So maybe in Acts, it's, a, it's all three things. It's the continuing words and deeds of Jesus by his Spirit through the apostles. John Stott says this about the book of Acts. He says, today's church needs to recapture something of the early confidence, enthusiasm, vision, and power of the church of the first century. Despite all its imperfections, the young church was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit who thrust it out to witness. Another guy says this, um, Vance Havner, you may have heard of him. He said this, we are not going to move this world by criticism of it, nor conformity to it, but by the combustion within it of lives ignited by the Spirit of God. So in our series called Sent, we're looking at these um, first 11 books in Acts. And we're looking at being sent for the kingdom where Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God and urged his disciples uh, to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be looking at things about how people were set ablaze at Pentecost, how they were together as a community, enjoying the favor of all the people, how they went out in his authority, that there was suffering, but they were focused on the, the leadership, were focused on the right things, that where they were dispersing the seed uh, and where people were transformed uh, and the church moved beyond boundaries.
So we want to live the events with the apostles. We want to watch the transformation of the people um, as fallible lives were empowered. We want to be excited and challenged as we see how God equipped them and sent them to be witnesses. And we want to watch as the church burst through the national frontiers to the rest of the world. As Grace Fellowship, we have committed ourselves to reaching out to our community and beyond. And I certainly want to be part of a 21st century church, which has the vision of that early church. I would love to be, and I'm excited about being part of a church, which is, this is what we do, because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to tell others about Christ. And that could be on my front line, and it could be beyond, and it could be worldwide. Who knows? But God knows. And that's what the series is about. And I hope you're uh, going to be as excited as I am as we tackle that series. And we'll be starting week one about that next week, about For the Kingdom. So for the remaining...